All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. If you're in Canada, you have to love the long weekends because next thing you know, it's already Thursday. And it's a Thursday edition of Leafs Morning Take presented by Botano, Nick Alberga, and Jay Rosehill. I love it. Back on the saddle tomorrow night. On a Friday night, Rosie, I love to hear it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. The week goes by quick, man. It's uh, it's all good. You know, it's all good. The Florida Panthers advancing to the Stanley Cup final for the second time in franchise history. First time since 1996. Yes, trying to eradicate the curse of Yui Krupp. First and foremost, yeah. I want you to break down this monster hit. One of the hits of the playoffs yesterday. Least fans love this guy, mm-hmm. but they don't. Sam Bennett. On Jacob Slavin, what'd you see? Oh, God, there's not, you can't lay a better hit, man. I mean, he's gliding yeah. in, he's not charging him. His elbows, like, he doesn't even take a stride from the top of the circle. Donkey, like, you're playing hit hockey, dude. Like, fuck me. Protect yourself. You're leaning forward, looking at the guy about to bury you, just assuming they're so used to not getting hit. I mean, it happens quick, but it's like, you're wheeling the net as a defenseman. It's the playoffs. He's looking at him, and it's like, yeah, I'm not going to turn my shoulder into him. Like, no attempt to protect yourself. Fuck me. That's what happens, man. Bong. And I mean, fuck, it sucks. He gets up. He's not KO'd, and everyone's – they give P.K. Subban a bunch of shit for tweeting it, like the whatever you want to call him, the SJWs are freaking out. It's like, who's who, who loves who? hockey that doesn't who? appreciate that hit? 
I mean, he's he'd be back next series if they moved on, and, and no one would remember it. But that is a big boy hit. My God, it doesn't get any better and cleaner, and it's fucking hit hockey. It's the National League. Guys get hurt. I'm sick of people saying that's not a good hit. You, you don't don't play hit hockey if that's not a good hit. Did I miss something? Who? What's the SJW? Social Justice oh. Warriors. Wow, we got an acronym for them already. Okay, I get it. Yes, they fight no, you're right. For the justice right. of our society, Nicholas. <laughs> okay, well, I I fight for the justice of this show, so I'm going to keep everything on the rails here. But the Florida Panthers, man, what a story! And uh, I couldn't believe it was you. The first tweet I saw, the Leafs should have been there. They lose to a team that goes to the Stanley Cup final yet again, third season in a row. There yeah, it is. third in a row, and I think that the Panthers will win the Cup, so it'll be three yep. out of four that the team they lose to wins the Stanley Cup, and uh, that's uh, that's saying something. And I mean, some people are like, the road to the Cup goes through this division. It's like, well, that's the point of the tweet, is that it sucks. I mean, if we were in the West, yeah. they could probably, or the, or the other Metro division, you could probably walk to the the – Eastern Conference Finals fairly often, but you got to run up against these monsters. And it, the Leafs have the team to win the Cup this year. No, I think it's proven that they did not. But it makes it look they worse choked. when you got to go yeah. up against the, one of the best teams in the world every bloody year. Yeah, I'm with you. And uh, to that point as well, I thought it was a weird, weird podium from uh, from um, Rod Brindamore where he didn't want to acknowledge that Carolina got swept but it's like my dude whatever way you lose whether it's 6-1 or 2-1 in OT you lost and you lost four in a row and it was a 4-0 sweep but nonetheless I digress big team guy Rod Brindamore remember to subscribe tap that like button leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube if you're watching right now and are not subscribed please subscribe at the Leafs Nation 401 additionally we're available wherever you find your podcasts uh, don't forget to visit theleavesnation.com for the very latest in all things Toronto Maple Leafs. And thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them a bit later on the show. We've got a monster guest coming up in about five or six or seven minutes from now. Former NHL All-Star, former NHL tough guy. I was saddened to hear you and him have never dropped the gloves, never dropped the gloves in the show. He's the host of the Dropping the Gloves podcast. Jay Rosehill um, is, is Jay Rosehill. John Scott. I was looking at the sheet here, said Jay Rosal. John Scott is coming up, and Jay Rosal is my co-host, so you love to see that. But for now, let's get over the boards. I'm glad you have to write my name down to remember it. Yeah, dude, I don't, like, it's very Anchorman with me. Like, this happened multiple times, I think, when I was at Satellite Radio, where, you know, when you do, like, the whole intro, there's a reason why I write my intro, because my memory is, like, the memory of a fish, man. It makes no sense, and one time... I didn't write it down. And I was like, Nick Alberga, joined by. And then I looked around and I'm like, I couldn't think of the name who I was with, man. It's it's sad. So people always I wonder, like, when they see me broadcast, like, why I write everything down. That's why. But then it's weird because my long-term memory, I can remember shit from, like, grade three. It's insane. Nah, I'm the same way. I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah. Anyways, I got into it a bit. Uh, but how about Kyle Dubas? I do remember this. He said last week. He would not pop up somewhere next week. And, well, he popped up in Pittsburgh, and reports indicate he met with uh, Sidney Crosby, among others. It seems like a foregone conclusion this guy is going to pit, no? At least thinking about it and discussing it. And, you know, if it's 
it's kind of annoying because you'd like to take his word for it. I always considered him a very honest guy. And I mean, things change and it's not like it's the end of the world. But if he says it's Leafs or nothing and I just have to decide if if I can put my family through another year or five years or whatever the, the term is of, of doing this job, but we're not going anywhere else. And then he's like, all right, family, we're packing up all our shit. I got a U-Haul outside and we're going to go rent a place or buy a house in Pittsburgh. And hey, kids, remember everything you did over here? It's gone. We're going to this fucking place you've never been before. It's like, what? So then, and then, you know, it surfaces that, you know, the money, the money disparity between the two parties was, was pretty far off. And it seems like, you know, if he got six, seven million bucks a year, he would have stayed. So it's kind of like, yeah. To lead that hard with the family on the main reason on why you're wavering on this being the job for you and then to completely, uh, you know, show your actions being completely otherwise is kind of like, okay, Kyle, that seemed like a lot of bullshit. I get it, but I also understand, like, I don't think he ever foresaw a scenario where he loses his job. And at some point in time, you got to move on. Um I do think there's a bit of interest, clearly, if he's going to Pittsburgh to meet with Sidney Crosby. Just wonder what he wants to take on at this point in time. The Ottawa thing, I think, is going to come into formation as well. But I got no problem with it. I don't think people are going to give heat to Kyle Dubas over his comments and, and look back, considering how everything ended in Toronto. But I could see this ending with a resolution where Kyle Dubas has a lot of power in Pittsburgh. But, man, I'm telling you, that's going to be a tough, tough job considering some of those contracts. Yeah, I would think so. They, uh, you know, it seems like whether it was just last year or the year before, they kind of decided to keep their big boys uh, in place, even though, you know, they're kind of on the back nine of their careers. And and how do you build from that? What's your draft pipeline looking like? Do you have any big boys coming down that could put you in a position to to be uh, to be charging towards the Stanley Cup again? But yeah, he's got a big job ahead of him for sure. And I think the biggest thing is he just wants full control. He wants the final decision and he can set, surround himself with whoever he wants, um, get all the, you know, like Dave Nona said last yesterday, you know, it's nice to have those different opinions. And I mean, that's why, you know, yeah. they hire guys like, uh, sorry, Dave Poulin, but I'm thinking of yeah. a situation in Calgary where they hired Dave Nonis to kind of, you know, watch over Jelena and kind of be that voice in the room to say, well, make sure you think about this or how about this angle? And that's all good and fine and dandy. But at the end of the day, I think Dubas says, thanks for all the information. I've processed it all. Here's what we're doing. And that's a big difference between, you know, having, you know, a power struggle going on at the top. I was going to say, I'm still waiting for Dave Nones to respond to my text to come on this show from a month and a half ago. So it clearly wasn't him. It was uh, Dave Poulin, our guest from TSN yesterday. John Scott's coming up, by the way. And that's a good way to look at it, certainly, I think, from a Kyle Dubas perspective. But something that has been... I think in the back of many people's minds the last couple of years is the thought of Corey Perry, Rosie, playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. I know Elliot Friedman, in his recent 32 thoughts write-up, uh, he wondered if the Leafs might finally sign Corey Perry after years of rumors. Uh, he's 38, coming off a 12-goal campaign. This guy's a playoff player to a T. Do you like the fit, Corey Perry, in Toronto? He's a free agent this summer. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Depends what the term is, depends what the money is. But I mean, watching him this playoffs, I was saying to myself, God, he's just, he's always there in the playoffs. He does everything right. He can score the big goals. He plays intense. He'll fight. He'll hit. He'll be a rat. He'll draw penalties. Um, and he is just that playoff performer that we don't have. That guy that just absolutely is in everyone's face, stirs the pot. You notice him every single shift. And then he's capable of getting the big goal. And he's capable of, he does it all, man. He is like, he is the playoff player that this team needs and that they they need more than just him. He's not going to get it done. We're not going to sign Corey Perry and say, hallelujah, we're going to go deep. Um, <laughs> yeah. They need to get more of an identity of his style of playoff uh, performing. And I would love to have him on the team. I know he's getting a little bit old and the expectations need to get curbed, but you know, if he stays healthy and gets through that 82 games and you can get himself into a, a good playoff run with him healthy, I think he's he's an asset to have any team he's on in the playoffs, even though he's 38. Yeah, I'm not going to rush to go sign Corey Perry. If there's mutual interest, okay. Like, I do think he could be a piece to the puzzle, but I think from that aspect, if you're getting fired up over signing a 38 Corey, Corey Perry, then you're not looking at it properly. But I... I I do see what you're meaning. I do think he mings, uh, brings a lot of intangibles, I should say, to the table, specifically in the Stanley Cup playoffs. He drags a team in the fight, right? He's done it before with Anaheim, you know, did it with Montreal, did it with Tampa. You need more guys like that. As we sit here in the, in the offseason, start to think of what kind of player they should be after, who they should target. In general, Rosie, I just think you need more players like that, like Corey Perry, who are not afraid of the moment. Totally. And I mean, that's contagious. So you got, you got the guys in the locker room that exist right now. It's clear to me that they, not all of them, don't get me wrong, but lots of them just don't really get what the playoffs are about. They don't know how to get that next gear and put it into overdrive and just put the blinders on and just go mental and fucking just lay it all on the line and just blood, sweat and tears and just go to town in a seven game series and do anything to win like a fucking dog. Not, they don't have that at all. And when Corey Perry say he's there and he's doing that game one, game two, the guys are looking around going, let's follow this guy. He's fuck, he's an animal and, and we benefit from it. So it's all about the money to me. I mean, if he needs 2 million bucks, there's not a chance, but if he's, if he's low money and it's basically, you know, not applicable to our cap situation. And it's just, I mean, I think you can get a lot of value out of a guy like that and you can get a lot out of him if it's, if it's for the right money. And that's the key with this roster, right? You need players like that who don't make very much. Again, Mark Giordano, 
That was a nice parting gift by Kyle Dubas. I know Giordano fell off a cliff late in the season. I get it. They probably had to do a better job of resting him early on in the year. And it's going to happen sometimes. But that contract is, is, is pretty damn good in my world. Like, you need more contracts like that. I wouldn't go more than a year to year with Corey Perry. But I think if the money makes sense, if the fit makes sense, if the player wants to be in Toronto, that's the type of player I think you go after to help bring this team over the top. So you win a playoff series, you fall short against the Florida Panthers, but Corey Perry's a guy who always seems to play his best hockey when it matters. They just need more of that in general, I think. Yeah, big time. And yeah, like I said, if you can get him for cheap, uh, I think the upside is big. And like you said, it's not going to be the the big signing of the year that's going to change the whole ship around. But if you want to have multiple 10, 11, 12, who the who knows, million-dollar players on your roster, then you need to subsidize that with some lower-end guys that, you know, how do you get that? Well, a guy that's in the twilight of his career but can bring a lot to the table, especially when you need it, a la the playoffs, and and have them for cheap. So it makes sense to me, and I've always loved Corey Perry in the playoffs, usually because I'm hating him because of how much he's uh, he's bringing when I'm not cheering for him. Well, let's ask today's guest, a former NHLer, the host of the Drop in the Gloves podcast. John Scott is our guest here on Leafs Morning Take. John, thanks so much for doing this. Uh, do you think the Leafs should sign Corey Perry? That's our first question to you. Um, Sure, if it makes sense. I, I feel like there's bigger nuts to crack with the Leafs than, than bringing in Corey Perry. I feel like they've explored tertiary elements to that team for the last three, four years. And Kyle Dubas has done a good job of trying to bring in, you know, supplementary guys to kind of help the top four, top five they have there. But like you mentioned earlier, if you're hanging your hat on Corey Perry is going to make this team win a Stanley Cup, uh, I think you're barking up the wrong tree. I think you have to address the elephant in the room, which is we're not going to win with the four guys up front. So I think you need to move one of those guys, two of those guys, to really make an impact on this roster. Well, first of all, we just heard words like tertiary and supplementary. So who said guys <laughs> like us are meatheads, John? My goodness, look at you go. <laughs> I, I I did a quick thesaurus search of different. Boy. And I'm just trying to make myself look smarter. But <laughs> I don't know, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> You're putting Dang us it. to shame already, John, and you've been on for 30 seconds. But I want to ask you, knowing everything you know about the playoffs and, and what the Leafs look like, and say we do need to make a change, what in your mind is that? We've talked about it at, at nauseum, but you're new on the show. And what what does that change look like in, in, in the identity of the team to have success in the playoffs? Well, you, you just have to – who do you want to go to battle with in the next few years and what makes sense for you? I think – just looking at the teams in the finals now who will be in the finals, that'll be Vegas and Florida. How do they construct their team? It's a copycat league. Do they have guys that are making $10 million for five of them? No. Like Florida has Kachuk and Barkov. And Bobrovsky, who's vastly overpaid, but they've kind of filled out their lineup with a bunch of guys making two, three, four, the San Bennett's, the Verhaggies of the world. I think that's a smarter way to go about it than just kind of put all your money in four pots and especially the guys you have there in Toronto who don't seem to have that it factor, you know? And I think yeah. if I'm the GM, whoever that may be, you have to assume Austin's not coming back. You have to assume Mitch Marner's not going to come back and you trade him. I, I know it's a tough decision. Listen, if Wayne Gretzky can, can, can get traded, anybody can get traded. So you just, you bite the bullet and, and you just get rid of him. 
and, and you start fresh and you build your team around Willie Nylander. You build your team about around Morgan Riley. I like those two guys. And you hope for the best because I think you they've proven the last seven years, Jay, that you can't win with these guys. You, you've given yeah, them everything and, and you can't win. What was your, your takeaway from you know, their general experience this year in the playoffs. So they beat Tampa. They get the puck luck. They're probably not the better team in that series. They win three in OT and they come out against Florida. But now you see the Panthers advance to the Stanley Cup uh, final. Like, what was your takeaway coming out of that series against Florida for the Leafs? Well, how many playoff games? They played 11 playoff games. How many of those games were they the better team? Nine? Two, maybe? Yeah. Nine, they were the worst. Yeah, two where they were. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's it, it's nice to say we we you know slayed that dragon we won the first round but uh, there's no good feelings coming out of this year at all I think if anything it, it solidifies the fact that the process didn't work something's broken I don't know you're around the team you guys see it more than I do but it just seems like and I hate really bagging on players because these are world class players but. They don't got it, man. You know that meme? It's like, you're not that guy. Like, you're not that guy, pal. Austin Matthews is yeah. not that guy who's going to drag you through a war like you were talking about. He's just not. He he is a guy who likes to play from the exterior. He's a world-class skill. He's not that guy. Matthew Kachuk is that guy. You know what I mean? I'd much rather have a Matthew Kachuk than any of those guys on my team. I agree, and they're world-class skill, but they're so world-class skill in one dimension that the numbers they can put up in the regular season almost commands a dollar figure because that's usually where all the comparables come from. And that's fine and dandy, but you know as well as anybody, like an 82-game season, every game is different than a seven-game series. And when that seven-game series comes along and the rubber hits the road and it's time for these guys to dig their heels in and say, fucking watch this, they, they just don't do it. They just go, holy, is, is this over yet? Is, is this, oh, am I, can I, hopefully I score tonight. Hopefully, hopefully I get that chance in the slot tonight. Hopefully it's easy. And it's like, <laughs> fuck. You just watch it. You're screaming at the TV and say, do something like, tr like try harder. I know that they want to win, but care, like get pissed off. And they just, you have four guys that are making X and it's like, well, then you don't have enough money to spread around to have someone else step up if they're not there and they're not there every year in the playoffs. So they just don't win ever. So I agree. You have to make a drastic change. Let those guys go be secondary somewhere Go light it up in the regular season. Be secondary to uh, Matthew to Chuck on a team, and then you'll have some success. But we, these guys don't lead the charge in the playoffs. They just don't. We've given them every chance to do so. I want to and try let me to jump be in. Sorry, I, I want to yeah, say something because yeah. I played on a team that had world class talent, just like the Leafs with the Chicago Blackhawks. And the difference I think is because I, I know the Hawks could have been similar to Toronto. Kaner is a guy who you know he works hard. Doesn't, you know, maybe want to be in the hard areas all the time, much like a Mitch Marner. Duncan Keith, players like that, Patrick Sharps. We had a guy in Johnny Tapes who would come in the locker room and tear a strip off of you if you weren't working hard, if you weren't doing what you were supposed to do. I don't think John Tavares does that. I think he goes in and he's very soft-spoken, which is great for a lot of the time. You need that guy who can go in there and say, it's not like you're, it's not good enough. Duncan Keith was the same way. He would be having FU matches up and down the bench with forwards who weren't back checking, who weren't getting in a lane to pass, who weren't blocking shots. They'd be screaming at each other because they'd be so furious if you weren't doing their job. 
but then you watch the press conference after the game with Toronto. It's like, oh, you know, we we did our best. Uh, Keith was his worst enemy. He's like, these guys are great. I don't know what's going on. It's like, you guys suck. Figure it out. So I don't think they had that guy who could push Matthews and Marner and Nylander like Johnny Taves did. So I don't know. Maybe it just takes one guy, but maybe not because they, they've had a lot of guys who tried to do that, but it just doesn't work. I think you're so right. Like, I I do think there's this general acceptance of losing in this market that drives me fucking insane. I, I was just going to add, like, I wanted to play devil's advocate with you, John and, and Jay. Just, uh, I mean, I always ultimately, uh, ultimately look back at Steven Stamkos, Alex Ovechkin, how long it took for those guys to actually win uh, when it mattered most in the Stanley Cup playoffs. And how for how many years, John, did we have this image of Stamkos couldn't win the big one? Ditto for Alex Ovechkin. They finally got over that hurdle. So I think that's why you're thinking and seeing out there a lot of people saying, you know what, stick with the core four. At some year, they're going to break through. But to me, it's just madness if you think that way. You, you could say the same about the San Jose Sharks. Ah, oh, Jumbo's going to get one. Patty Marlowe's going to get one. Yeah, I don't think so. And, like, Tampa was winning series. You know, they were getting to Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. The, the same can be said about Washington. They have one series and, you know, overcame adversity in in one big series toronto's one jack like they haven't won anything they won one series it takes 16 wins to win a stanley cup they won five they're a bad team yeah i know what you're saying and i mean those other examples those players had this jam and this drive to get it done i mean ovi's an absolute truck he will leave his heart and soul on on the ice and Stamkos has a little bit of fu and some jam and he'll he'll probably get pissed off and and lead the way and say get on my shoulders I'll fucking do this and doesn't seem like uh the guy like Mitch Meyer just doesn't have that he's my first guy to go if you want to keep Matthews and see what happens and he can develop okay but Marner's my guy to go he's he's so soft and he doesn't have anything outside of second gear and his second gear is ridiculously talented the talent's always there but as far as pushing through and saying no 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 i'm i'm the guy tonight i'm taking control of this not even close well what kind of gm do you have to get that's going to have the stones to come in and make those moves because you're all you're all in first so you have to get the guy to who, who's running the team is it shanny is it the owners the mlse to get them to sign off of it but what kind of GM do you need to have that power to come in and say, who's, who's that guy, right? Ray Cheryl, a guy that's done it, a guy that knows what it looks like, who's had, you know, ups and downs and literally built a team a from within from drafting, from getting the big boys to building around X to understanding you need a goaltender. You need some defense. You need your guys. You need X, Y, Z. He's seen it. He knows what it looks like. Get him in there and say, I don't really give a fuck who's who, but here's what we need to do. Do you want to hire me? Because I'm ready to try to do it. Well, what's Toronto's yeah, biggest need then? If, if you're the GM, they got the, like, mm-hmm. if you base it off regular season, they're a perfect team. Like, they have everything. Their defense was not the issue this year. They had scoring, their goaltending played great. Samsonoff, unfortunately, got hurt. But what do you do then? Well, I think that. 
you need to blow up that core four because they're not going to get it done in the playoffs as we've spoken about. There's way too much money on those four pots. So you have to kind of break that up in some sense and get back something that's going to make you a better playoff team like some of those Sam Bennett, some of those two, $3 million guys where you can spread that out and you can make your team deeper. And we talked about depth all through the trade deadline and we thought we did some things with adding to the depth and we got over the hump of the first round. But... I just don't think you can put all your eggs in this core four basket because none of them are really capable of stepping up and winning a series if you're going to pay them that much money. And if if you put all your eggs in in a couple of guys, they better be the ones that are like heads and shoulders winning you games in the playoffs. And they're just not. So I think you got to blow that up, get what you can back and start building a team that's better suited for the playoffs. John, I was just going to drop it. Drop in here as well. Um, Rosie was horned up over a thread you had a couple weeks back when the Leafs were eliminated. If, if producer Alex could pop that on the screen, you can speak to it. It was pretty much, I think you tried to murder Phil Kessel about 10 years ago. Now you're running to his defense. Is that it? Phil, Phil was the only one who hit me in that altercation. I didn't touch Phil. So he's the only one who got suspended in that altercation. So is. I don't remember it very well. But look at him. He's attacking me. The guy's an absolute <laughs> animal. I don't understand. I was just trying to protect myself. But, yeah, I, I I was kind of protecting in this instance because when I played with the Sabres, we would go into Toronto. It seemed like weekly we played these guys all the time. And people were just lambasting. Lupul, Phaneuf, Kessel, Kadri. They were just getting ripped apart by the Toronto media. And now everybody's making – passes for Marner and Matthews and Nylander and Tavares and no one's really getting after him I don't know if they're worried that they're not going to come back why why what have they done they haven't done anything last time I checked they they're a first town first round flop every year so I I just think everyone's just coddling these guys and they don't want to hurt their feelings they're scared that they're going to leave but what have they done, you guys? And you guys know, like you're probably on my side, but it's like let's you know call a spade a spade. These guys suck in the playoffs. Rosie, yeah, it's agreed, man. I was all about your tweet saying that's a that's a fair point. I mean, everyone talks about the media and the scrutiny, but these guys don't face a lot of scrutiny anymore. There's uh, there's a lot of uh, and and I don't mind that because I find that that scrutiny that Castle and Lupo and the guys that you mentioned were always dealing with makes it so freaking hard to win in Toronto. So it's not that I I want to just hammer down on a guy all the time, but it's got to be an honest opinion, an honest assessment. And it's just it's just so hard because they get so much media. You never actually get what you never get any good, you know, comments from them. You never know what they're actually feeling. They give you the bullshit mm-hmm. jargon and they move back into their into their dressing room. But uh, without question, at the end of the year, it was kind of like, will you come back? Will you come back? And it's like, well, who said we want you back? You guys haven't done shit in a huge you know, amount of time to evaluate what you've done. And that needs to be spoken as well. So I appreciated it. And Austin Matthews is leaving. Like, let's, let's not you think so? beat around the bush. He's going to walk in free agency unless they throw 17, 18 million at him which they shouldn't because you're crazy. If you do, he's going to walk. Why would he, why would he stay? He's an American kid from Arizona. Why would he stay? He's friends with Justin Bieber. Like that's the only thing that keeps him in Toronto. I don't know. Is that, is that enough reason to stay? What does he get well, out of my, staying in Toronto? 
my alternative is where does he go? Um, that's not Toronto. Like, and you have to find out what what gets him going, right? But uh, the way I see it, I mean, it's the Mecca hockey. Um, if you win here, you're going to be a god. You get a statue. He's already headed for the Hall of Fame. He's won a Hart Trophy. I just think people want to know what motivates this guy, no? I don't know what motivates him. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. That's a thing. Is it the Mecca of hockey? I could see him going to a place like Chicago. I could see him going to New York. I could see him going to a sunnier climate like L.A., Anaheim. Those teams will have yeah, money. But who has the cap space, John? They will. Chicago will. L.A. could potentially, once yeah. they get Kopitar and uh, Dowdy off the books, there will be money to be had. If, if a team wants this guy, they will make it work. But he's going to really warrant a big contract. He'll get 15-plus a year. So you don't think it'll just be slightly That's above so McKinnon? Much. No, I think it'll be 15. Because when, yeah. how many years left does he has this year and then he's done? So I, I think he's going to get 15 a year. Yeah, he's going to want that much money and someone will pay it to him. And that's a fascination. And I think if the player is going to choose the money, I don't think I want him in the team anyways. But, John, we can talk oh, for days, man. It's uh, it's so great to finally track you down, get you on the show, and we'll have you on soon. What's coming up next on Dropping the Gloves? I don't know. Just another podcast. Hey, like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll talk about something tomorrow. Check it out, everybody. Yeah. No, um, there you go. That's yeah. what we wanted. <laughs> I don't, listen, if you want, I don't care if you don't. It's a good podcast. <laughs> I <love it. laughs> yeah. I love the campaign. Listen, if you want, please listen. It's three days a week. We're not as good as you guys. Oh, stop okay. it. <laughs> All right, John. Thanks so much, bud. All right, guys. Good luck with everything. Have a good one. See ya. Thanks, Thank John. You Talk well. to you later, bud. <laughs> I love the uh, laissez-faire approach to life. That is a good way to I look at it. I had a feeling he was going like to say that. I don't fucking know what's coming up. A podcast, like fucking whatever. I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. But that's a, it's a fair question. You have somebody on for 15, 20 minutes. Like, promote your shit. That's all I was aiming for there. Hey, no one came after you, bro. Lots to pull from that interview, and the chat's on fire, understandably so, and that's why we brought John Scott on for some hot takes. You know this is going viral somewhere, I can tell you right now, because he had some yeah, he thoughts. Doesn't, he doesn't pull punches the way he did against no. Phil there. He was pulling punches. I agree with him. He was he got attacked there. He didn't even touch Phil, but uh, he wasn't pulling punches mm -hmm. on the pod, and that's why I like his takes, man, and uh, doesn't really give a shit, and usually they're bang on for, for my opinion too. So what are the folks saying in the live chat? Uh, we're going to get to that first. We've got to get to Botano first and foremost. The Botano wrap-up is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now. 19-plus. Please play responsibly. And I mentioned yesterday we're partners. We ride together. We die together. And I had referenced how that under was hitting so much in that Carolina first period series. And then Jay Rosehill calls the over. And boom, the over hits, which means you're back Manny. on today's bet. Game four of the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, we're riding that again. I uh, I think it honestly think it could go either way. Vegas could come out to a two goal lead, or Dallas could step up and do something big and have a lead. But the bottom line is, it's not going to be one nothing at the end of the first period. That is the bet, and the value is way up there at minus one ten. Just about even money for that bet, which is just crazy in my opinion. But uh, it has not been hitting lately, and that's why that value's come up. So I say jump on it again. And if you want to sprinkle a little something with huge value, I think it's like plus one 
or plus 350 for the game to go to overtime and I like to sprinkle those this playoffs and uh man they hit like crazy too you don't have to put a lot down to to win a good chunk of money three and a half times your money so sprinkle that in if you want to batano I like it great promo as well let's get to the chat a lot of people agreeing with your hot your hot takes and your takes in general in today's show. We talked about a lot. We covered a lot. We talked about Corey Perry. Again, John Scott um, sort of bringing the heat with his take. He thinks Austin Matthews is gone. I can't get that far. Uh, Jason yeah. Burns writes, Vegas sweep, two sweeps. Kind of been a weird, weird conference finals in the NBA and the NHL for that matter. Uh, but yeah, it's it's been world domination by the Florida Panthers. They're advancing. They might even have like a week off. Shaq rates in trade Matthews to the LA Kings. I just, my problem is, is all these people. And again, I was the first to bang this drum. I'm with you. I think Mitch Marner should be the guy to go. Okay. So you want to trade these yeah. guys. What teams out there, a have the cap space to make a, a, a trade work. And number two, you still think you're a legitimate tangible threat to win the Stanley cup. So what are you getting in return for any of these guys that are going to help you win a Stanley cup next year? That's the question. Yeah, that is the question. Do we let this guy, these guys go, and and what do we get back? I mean, and and who's chomping at the bit to take them, where they'll kind of give an equal value um, for one of these players? And the fact is, it's no secret that they haven't done sweet FA in the playoffs, and they mm -hmm. go away in the playoffs, which nobody wants. And, you know, my only thing, and I don't know who this is, I don't crunch the numbers like some guys do and scour the entire league and take inventory of everybody's contracts and shit like that. But somebody who is somebody who is uh, got a team that has some guys that can lead the way with some jam and you just need to bring in a Mitch Marner to say, hey, we don't need you to go and win us the whole Stanley Cup, but we need you to be the pure talent offensive stud that you are. And we got guys with jam who will play around you and protect you. And, and our team identity is set, but we're willing to pay you this when we open up by trading Toronto, these guys, and maybe they have maybe a team with the same dimension of players, a whole bunch of, you know, Sam Bennett's not that anyone's that good, but a bunch of those type of players. Yeah. And we're like, we need to get rid of two or three of these guys and we need to bring on a Mitch Marner and that'll make our team complete. Cause right now we just don't have enough talent to get to the end and make a deal like that. Is that out there? I really think that's a tough one to make. And if you do make it, I feel like someone's going to feel like they're going to lose. And it's probably going to be the Maple Leafs because they're the one kind of shopping, right? Yeah, and exactly. That's the thing. Like, everybody wants to make a trade. But, yeah, you're the GM. Go out and make a trade. Who wants to make that deal? Who wants the player? Like, there's just so many moving factors. Like, it's just one thing to say, yeah, I want to make a blockbuster trade. It's another to pull it off. And I know people are already drawing comparisons. To me, it seems almost like it's a foregone conclusion. It's going to be Brad Living, who's a new GM of this team. And he just made one monster trade last offseason. Matthew Kachuk loses Johnny Goodrow. And... And maybe that's a great type of person to have in the mix. I, I think people are burying Tri Living on his trade because of recency bias. Matthew Kachuk's been great here in the Stanley Cup playoffs. But let's not forget, at the time of the deal, he got a top four defenseman, got a prospect, got a pick, and he got a 100-point score in Jonathan Huberto. In my world, I think the trade's going to swing back the other way, and I think Calgary's going to benefit just as much as the Florida Panthers have benefited from that deal. So people are just too quick to act. And I think if you're leaning on social media for like a trade request, you're an idiot anyways. 
Yeah, with the tree living thing, I mean, he was a god, you know, yeah. eight months or whenever that happened to go exactly. uh, a year ago, and yeah. um, and then everyone watches it not pan out, and every and then he gets canned, and everyone's saying who the hell wants him? But he got he got yeah. he knew he was losing those two guys. That's kind of out of his control. He got back as much as he possibly could, and then signed the guys too, and ensured they were staying. And the guys happened to fill their pants the whole rest of the year. And Jonathan Huberto, and I don't know if he'd be the guy I'd, I'd hitch my boat to, but that that's the options that he had on the table and he made the deal and he made it he made it as good as he could at the time so I can't fault him for anything that happened with Calgary this year or how well Tuchuk does when he goes down to Florida that's irrelevant but someone that can get something done I mean personally I I don't mind hanging on to Matthews he is the franchise um, I could see Marner going he's too soft for me I just you're not gonna win a cup you go back and look at those 90s videos of Colorado Red Wings and stuff. Not one guy was wearing a fucking Mickey Mouse shirt on the way to the game. And that guy's just too soft, and he still seems like a little boy to me. Kevin writes in, uh, don't forget the Hamilton trade. You're bang on with that. A pretty job well done there as well. But uh, Luke hum Humphreys, Marner to Carolina for Pesci Plus. Um, Jason Burns, it is a chemistry experiment right now. We got to leave it at that. We're running a bit heavy. I know producer Alex has to run to another show. And uh, we got to keep things tight here on the program, keep you back and, and wanting more. So, Rosie, you're not in the mix tomorrow. I believe you're going to have a three hits for us, right? Yes, sir. And then you'll be back on Monday. That's correct? Yes, sir. <laughs> Something like that. Something like that. Going we'll figure Vancouver. it out. You'll hear in the in-laws. Okay. I got to see the in-laws. So I might be live on location again. So yeah, if yeah. that bothers people, relax. Yeah, relax is right. And you will hear from Jay Rosehill. And we will have you covered if anything breaks with this team, whether it's a big trade or a GM or a firing, we'll be all over it. So thank you to everybody in the chat. You guys are outstanding once again, bringing your hot takes and your comments and your concerns and your thoughts and your big trades. Bringing it all. We love that. We love John Scott. Thanks to him for coming on. Producer Alex as well. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. Thanks so much for listening and watching. Take care. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.